I V M. Welcome back. You're listening to season 2.5 of Feeding 10 Billion. My name is Varun Deshpande. I'm managing director at the Good Food Institute India, and we're bringing you another special episode from our Smart Protein Summit in October 2020. This time, we're bringing you a brief interview with Ritesh and Janelia Deshmukh, who are, of course, Bollywood actors and very influential personalities in India. Ritesh and Janelia have been inspired by their concern for human and planetary health and for animal welfare to make a big splash in smart protein. the sector spanning replacements for animal sourced foods but made using plants microorganisms like fungi or cultivated from animal cells it's a sector catalyzing a transformation in the way we feed an increasingly hungry world and an essential one entrepreneurs like ritesh and janelia and the dozens more in india or hundreds more globally who are bringing to market delicious nutritious sustainable products that provide a viable alternative to the foods we all know and love are absolutely key to that transformation so without further preamble i let myself take it away interviewing ritesh and janelia deshmukh at the smart protein summit in october 2020 you're listening to feeding 10 billion season 2.5 hey everyone welcome back to the smart protein summit uh, and i know you'll enjoy this upcoming session because it's with the founders of imagine meats ritesh and janelia deshmukh Of course, Ritesh and Janelia don't really need an extensive introduction. They've been Bollywood actors for a long time now, and Janelia has also been in South Indian films. They've been very prominent in terms of the brands they've endorsed and they've worked with, um, and they've also been very much aligned with devoting their career towards social causes as well. Ritesh is also the son of the late Chief Minister of Maharashtra, Sri Vilas Rao Deshmukh, and they work with farmers all across Maharashtra as well as across India in their family as well. you're the first bollywood actors first kind of celebrities that have stepped into this plant based foods arena in such a big way with imagine meats you know for my first question to you i just want to go back to the beginning you tell the audience a little bit about your motivations for getting into this space actually for both of us it started quite differently you know when uh, i decided nearly 4 years ago i decided to quit non vegetarian food and a lot of other things and jinile uh, also you know eventually decided to do the same but uh, as the time progressed jinile was more conscious of why she wanted to yeah. do this in the long term and i'll let jinile speak about that yeah so ritesh quit first actually he quit uh, non veg food and uh, i followed post that but the thing about it was i started enjoying my process of vegetarian food on the way but ritesh missed his meat like he really really missed it so i would try to get you know stuff that was as close to meat and at that point in time we were in the us so there was a lot available and uh, initially i was like is this the best way out let me go see but i would take that same meat and make it with indian recipes and it would be almost perfect so we then realized that it was something that uh, we were missing but it was something that you could get without without killing an animal without harming our planet with literally helping it so that's the reason i think how imagine meats was born i think that's when we both realized that you know this is something that uh, we could get to india and with the kind of spices and with the kind of masalas that we have here and which 
each home and each household, you know, I feel each mom is a chef in their own way because they bring to their table. Like we have a very, very famous kala masala that we do in Latu, which is our home thing. And I'm sure every home has that little masala that they make in it. So we thought that if with the spices, you give someone a meat that needn't necessarily be from an animal, you could still indulge in it. You could still indulge in the taste of meat. You know, that actually is a path that I think a lot of people have gone through, right? This kind of um, reformed carnivore or someone who's a former carnivore, let's say, who's really interested in having that option that feels kind of guilt-free. That's the thing. So I remember when we went to the Good Food Conference in the US in September last year, and my gosh, a lot has changed, a lot has changed since then in the world overall. You and Janelia Ritesh were noting everything down. Janelia, you had that yellow notebook that you were noting yeah. everything down. It's like you took a, yeah, it's like you were getting a, a degree in the yeah. science, the business of, of alternative proteins. But when you were there, I remember you saying that it was quite eye-opening in the sense of what was going on. So what would you say were the few things, the top two or three things, I guess, that were most eye-opening for you? So, you know, we had this idea, uh, like Janelle, I just said that, you know, can we make, because see, uh, let's understand whatever innovation that happened in the plant-based meats was usually the burgers. And um, though we Indians enjoy burgers, but uh, we are not primarily a burger eating nation. You know, we like our tikkas and we like our kimas and, you know, that's the kind of food that uh, we enjoy. And uh, we thought, you know, why not get that food in India or make it in India and make it possible for people in India to taste or whoever enjoys Indian food. So uh, with that hope, we went to the Good Food Conference and uh, it it was an absolute eye-opener to just see the kind of, um, you know, innovation happening in the plant-based sector, um, the kind of, um, you know, the company, the kind of work that they were doing, the kind of products that they were bringing right from you know the protein the kind of uh, texturized protein was available with a lot of uh, people and um, and also you know not only protein but uh, various kind of stuff you know someone was doing it from mushroom someone was doing it from jackfruit and even even cell-based meats that people are innovating be it memphis meats or super meats and it's, it's, it's just fantastic to see the kind of uh, revolution this is going to we are we are actually seeing this revolution happen right in front of our eyes and I think uh, Good Food Institute has done a phenomenal job in getting all the like-minded people together, giving them a platform to exchange ideas and even to shake hands to make dreams possible. Thank you so much. That means a lot. So could you tell us a little bit more about Imagine Meats and the vision of Imagine Meats? Because I think it's been some time now you've been really honing this vision. People have more attention than ever right now. I would say it's possibly the best time to do this in a very long time on these problems of climate change and pandemics and all of these issues. But I think all of this starts with consumers and cooks and people who buy food and cook food and eat food, right? So what have you seen from people that made you believe that this was the right time to enter this space? See, I, I feel, you know, Imagine Meats was an idea that we wanted to take it forward. And Jinilia and we both felt extremely passionate about, you know, what kind of world are we going to leave for our children? What kind of planet are we going to leave for the future generation? And um, at the same time, yes, I would like to admit that I enjoyed meat, but at the same time, I craved uh, for it. And uh, to a point where I used to look at a, uh, you know, meat and feel, you know, I wish I could have it. And I'm, I'm, I'm truthful about it. And Janila would say, you know, it's, it's hurting an animal. And I understand that. 
by the same time when something like plant based meat comes about i am i am not hurting an animal but at the same time the taste that i have developed over last 35 40 years is you know it has been answered uh, yeah, with it's achievable. A, it's achievable and, yeah. and that, that that's what i think um, we thought about it and um, vision for imagine meats is is basically trying to a you know get the right kind of taste for people because one thing that you cannot compromise on a product is the taste because you know however it might look like it every sensory aspect of it needs to be fulfilled you know it needs to look like it it needs to smell like it it needs to taste like it the texture in the mouth and the aftertaste also needs to feel the same you know any one of it doesn't feel right it's not going to work and that's what um, you know we want to work with like minded people the kind of stuff that is happening all over the world people have done great research we look forward to you know tying up with people tying up with technology and making sure that we get the kind of taste that we want to give to people in india and of course uh, indians overseas and foreigners who enjoy indian meat so that's what our vision for imagine meats is right yeah. yeah and we actually just talked yesterday about um, the kinds of things that people want to keep in mind when they're formulating plant based meats all the new research that we've been doing and that all makes complete sense right the fragrance the indulgence the things that people think about when they want to consume meat yeah at least yeah. for those people who want to consume meat right the early yeah. adopter population is going to be those people and so that makes a lot of sense i think there's an opportunity to move into other categories later on but i think that vision aligns with everything we've been doing as well i guess ritesh one of the major questions that we have is that you know during the covid-19 pandemic how have you been working with some of your partners and you know what's been the case in terms of going back and forth across these different countries because imagine means has received some coverage for this already could you tell the audience what you have cooking and what your timeline might be we started working with um, ADM and uh, their food scientists in america to give us what we wanted they understood their indian counterpart mr sanjay understood exactly what we wanted and he explained to the scientists in america but it was covid situation so we couldn't travel neither could they so we figured out a place in europe as berlin and uh, you know that's where we aligned our thoughts and we figured out which way to head ahead and uh, during the covid times uh, we were actually quarantined in my village pavalgaon that is in central maharashtra latur and um, we managed to get we worked throughout the covid period to get us all the various chicken tikka and chicken tikka masalas and you know uh, lamb sik kebabs for for us to taste and i would just legitimately say what what she felt about and how we went ahead you know i think the pandemic also opened a lot of eyes in terms of the threat that is to the planet and stuff like that and it got us working in a strange way even more because we had the time to sit and think about exactly what we wanted to do with the kind of meat and thankfully we had someone like ADM which is as upbeat as it and you know we were getting samples we were tasting them we were enjoying some giving feedback on some but on the whole we were working on the whole indian palate and i think that's a very interesting one as well because um, i just think that indian food is great sometimes and if you can incorporate the meat flavors into it it makes a good dish it makes a really good dish and uh, what what we are actually in terms of product lines what we are trying to do is we are trying to you know make a mix of two things uh, one is uh, you know ready to eat meals and uh, at the same time we want to give meat to people that like jinila said you know we indians enjoy our flavors so a chicken curry in maharashtra uh, would be different from that in punjab to south because the flavors will be different 
And um, and that kind of diversity is interesting, right? Because you get it all over India, which is like what we what we are known for. Like you know, in the north you have a different kind of curry, and the south you have a different kind of curry. So it's interesting to work, I think, all around in terms of the kind of meat that we as imagined meat want to give out. Yes, and rightfully said. In the future, what we wish to attain is the fact that we want to be you know region specific. You know, because uh, the kind of imagined meat products would be available in Maharashtra would be probably different than uh, in North India to probably in in Bengal to in the South India, or probably uh, you know when we we wish to travel abroad, so be it UAE, Canada, UK, US, they might be different depending on the kind of population that resides there. So because India is such a vast country, the taste changes completely with region. So we want to be region specific. Yeah, Janelia, I think that's a great point that you made there as well, right? I think uh, you had talked about how when you were in the US, you tried out one of the burgers there, you took it and made it into a kima. Yeah, and, uh, it was difficult for your friends in India and in the US yeah. say, to to tell the difference. Yeah, uh, it was my son's birthday actually, and it was my son's birthday, and we kind of said we get these dishes, we get this because by then we were all already into enjoying we get no vegetarian meat and alternative meat and we said let's just do it as one of these things where you know we want to tell people so we put out like uh, we took burgers and we minced them and we made it in our specific spices and we served it and people didn't know like to the to the point when i had to convince a vegetarian to eat it i was like no this is not non veg you know this is the and they enjoyed it as well so the strange thing what we realized was as much as a non veg would enjoy the meat taste a vegetarian would like to try it as well you know for all the times that you not been allowed to try it very often like the guilty non vegetarian eaters that we have in india primarily which are people who are not probably who don't probably cook or eat it at home but go out to eat it so here they would have that chance to take it home eat it without any guilt yeah i think that's very well put the guilty non veg population who might not be able to eat during shravan or something i think it is okay so i think you know this is Uh, another aspect of your work that's really fascinating to me is uh, you also work as a family with farmers in maharashtra right you've as part of your stepping into the plant based arena you've talked about perhaps how you might want to work with farmers to get the ingredients in place as well because that's a huge piece of the global ecosystem that's still lacking i mean there really isn't enough in this space even though there's a lot of work going into it we're not going to be able to solve this problem unless we get much much more supply of great ingredients Absolutely. so could you talk about you know jinnia and ritesh could you talk about the kinds of things that you're looking to do from farm to fork so uh, that, that's very interesting you know uh, when we were in uh, america for the good food conference and uh, jinnia uh, you know we came thinking um, you know what do we do with imagined meats and you know what kind of stuff we want to do and jinnia had this idea that you know we're looking at one aspect of the fact that we want to make a product ready for the people but at the same time when we looked looked at people and the kind of stuff that they were doing and the way they were imagining their companies to grow and the supply she said you know all the ingredients that they are talking about are grown in india you know and why can't we look at joining these dots and figure out make india a base for you know raw material for the plant based industry and um, a plant based meat industry and so then that started because like you said we have been farmers for generations you know uh, as we remember at the same time uh, 40 years ago my father had started a cooperative movement 
along the region in Lathur and primarily at the sugar-based industries. And eventually, a lot of cooperative industries came about. And uh, those industries work with about, you know, 30,000, 40,000 farmer families. And uh, we thought, you know, this is a network for one region. You know, similarly, we can go and talk to other people and increase the network and make sure that if at all ingredients are the thing that can give uh, the farmers better pay for their crop, uh, then, then why not, you know? So, yes, we uh, are looking at joining those dots and make sure that the farmers get you know, better pay. And at the same time, companies in America, in Canada, or wherever in Europe, they get the same material at a relatively, you know, reasonable cost. So, you know, it's a win-win situation for both. Anilia, Ritesh, thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful having a chat as always. And thank you for joining us at the Smart Protein Summit. We hope to continue helping you and supporting you as you scale and bring more momentum to the Indian and global plant-based space. Hey, what? You're already going? Yeah, so <laughs> we just have 20 minutes. But please don't go. <laughs> but my thank you see you again. Yes, you. All the help that, you know, Imagine Meets uh, today, I just want to tell you, we are going the right direction, but it wasn't, you know, remotely wouldn't have been possible without the help of uh, GFI India and especially Varun. Thank you so much. Yeah, not at all. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. much. All right, take care. We'll see you soon. This interview took place a year ago in October 20 at the Smart Protein Summit. Since then, we've experienced a debating second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic in India. But of course, we've also worked closely with entrepreneurs like Ritesh and Janelia to plan for life after the pandemic. The urgency of the protein transition is clearer than ever. And as we record this in 2021, we've seen everybody's collective work come to fruition. After nearly two years in planning and development, Imagine Meets launched in Mumbai on September 10th, 2021, on the important Hindu festival day of Ganesh Chaturthi. And this was no accident. The company's bold, playful branding says that Indian consumers should no longer feel guilty about eating meat on religious days or otherwise, or even about the planetary health implications, now that they have access to Imagine's happy meat. Similarly, companies like Shaka Hari, Blue Tribe Foods, B-Veg Foods, and Greenest are launching and scaling their plant-based meat offerings in cities like Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, and Hyderabad. It's all happening right now in the Indian smart protein sector, the first significant market activity in the country. That's incredibly exciting. And of course, these companies all need support and kick-ass teams. So if you're from the worlds of food science, investing, marketing, whatever, and if you want to have a major impact on the planet, this could be a way to marry your values with your career, to have our protein and our planet too. This is Varun Deshpande signing off. For more information, you can visit www.smartproteinsummit.com or of course, www.gfi.org.in to learn more about our work. You can also follow us on social media. We're at the Good Food Institute India on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and wherever you get your social media fix. And of course, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or on ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow our social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach me, you can find me at Varun D7 on Twitter and at Varun5 on Instagram.